Production made possible in part by MedPlus Advantage. You're listening to Radio Rounds, a talk show created and hosted by medical students, where today's stories are told by tomorrow's doctors. I'm your host, John Corker. Coming up on today's show, Radio Rounds director Lakshman Swamy sits down with Dr. Richard Levin, president and CEO of the Arnold P. Gold Foundation for Humanism and Medicine. It was the chief pediatric resident on call who was calling to tell me that my patient had died and that when she, as chief resident, asked the family if they would like to speak to any of the doctors who had taken care of her, the family asked for me. More from our conversation with Dr. Richard Levin, right now on Radio Rounds. Welcome to Radio Rounds, everyone. I'm your host, John Corker. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, and of course, a huge congratulations to all of our fourth-year medical student listeners out there who matched into residency programs on Friday. I'd like to give a special shout-out to Radio Rounds founders and directors Shami Das, who matched into emergency medicine at Emory University in Atlanta, and Lakshman Swami, who matched into internal medicine at Boston University Medical Center. All of us here at Radio Rounds are so proud to count you two as friends and colleagues, and we wish you the best of luck as you move on to the next stage of your training. Last week, we spoke with medical students Nathan Moore and Elizabeth Askin of the Washington University Medical School in St. Louis about their book, The Healthcare Handbook. These inspiring students took it upon themselves to put together an easy-to-read, unbiased, myth-busting guide to the U.S. healthcare system, one that will undoubtedly serve as an invaluable resource for anyone hoping to better understand American healthcare. This week, we're excited to welcome special guest Dr. Richard Levin, President and CEO of the Arnold P. Gold Foundation for Humanism and Medicine. Radio Rounds host Lakshman Swami conducted the interview. Welcome to Radio Rounds, everyone. We have on the line today Dr. Richard Levin, President and CEO of the Arnold P. Gold Foundation for Humanism and Medicine. He's also a professor of medicine at McGill and a cardiologist and vascular biologist trained at NYU and Cornell. Dr. Levin is a scholar, an educational innovator, a scientist, a teacher, an essayist, and I'm sure much, much more. The author of numerous papers, he's lectured widely and in the United States and abroad. Dr. Levin, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you this afternoon. Dr. Levin, I was thinking about the bio I just read, and I can't help but note your dedication to science, even basic science. And yet you've recently become the president of the Gold Foundation, which focuses on humanism in medicine. What made you interested in this particular aspect of medical care? I suppose I've I've been interested as long as I have been in medicine in the issues surrounding how, how we are taught, who is teaching us, what the methodologies do to the professional formation of, of physicians and how the message, uh, which was in fact adopted as, as the mission statement of NYU uh, many years ago, which uh, combines the three missions, the traditional missions of medical school, education, patient care, and research, and claims that they are inseparable and that the use of science as a language for doctors and the work of doctors as practitioners, as clinicians, is really a continuum that should not be in anyone's mind. And I, I suppose it was at 
recognition in a formative time that got me thinking about how and when these two things, fundamental science and the practice of medicine uh, with compassion, were, were linked. How was it that you personally really got involved with the Gold Foundation? I had been introduced to the Gold Foundation and the White Coat Ceremony when I was the Vice Dean for Education uh, at NYU back in, I guess, around 2000. And the fact that we had not had a White Coat Ceremony and the Associate Dean for Student Affairs brought this and the existence of the Gold Foundation to my attention. I, I, I hadn't been aware of it before. And we started, we asked the Gold Foundation to fund us for that first white coat ceremony and then went on, went on from there. And it was something that I took part in each year that I, I was the, the Vice Dean. And it is a, a cloaking of every freshman medical student, generally at the time of orientation, uh, with a white coat by a senior and respected member of the faculty of that medical school, during which ceremony a great speaker who has embodied the humanist approach to healthcare is asked to talk about uh, his or her lifelong experience in medicine. And it's a ceremony uh, to which often uh, parents and spouses, significant others are invited. And it's a remarkable moment as much for the families of medical students who have, in many cases, sacrificed to, to get the student there to that incredible platform. And it's a moment of reflection for students at the very beginning of their careers about the, the responsibilities, more than the privileges of becoming a physician and wearing that white coat, and what is embodied in, in accepting the, the white coat and the position of, of student physician. And most people who have seen or experienced uh, one of these ceremonies remember it for, for the rest of their lives because it's a moving and so dense in terms of the, the weight it carries. And I can definitely say that from my own experience when I was a first year and went through the Gold Foundation's white coat ceremony, I mean, that's exactly how I felt. Uh, you, you feel like you're entering this long history of physicianhood, and it is a pretty powerful feeling. It, it certainly reminds you of, of the heritage of being a doctor. Uh, was there a moment for you when this really clicked and became personal? I have two daughters, the older of whom became an attorney. My wife happens to be an attorney. And the younger one became a physician. And she went to uh, medical school at Dartmouth. And the way they induct members into the Gold Humanism Honor Society, which is something we haven't discussed yet, kind of a, a later ritual in medical school, uh, is to ask each uh, candidate to identify a mentor who can come to the induction ceremony and speak and introduce their 
mentee, the, the graduating medical student who has been elected by whatever process the, the medical school uses. And my daughter, Jenny, asked me if I would agree to be her mentor at this ceremony. And I can only say that it was one of the most sublime moments of my life to to be asked by my daughter to serve in this capacity. And it occurred while I was dean at McGill. And so uh, I was able to speak to the crowd of, of parents, faculty, and students who were being inducted into this honor society, both from the perspective of dean and father and physician. It was a remarkable moment, and I thought of the Gold Foundation and all that they were doing after that ceremony in uh, a transformed way, I must say. So from about 2008 onward, I was thinking about the Gold Foundation, and there was a hint of interest on my part in in doing something more with the foundation. Uh, little did I know that uh, shortly after I, I gave up the deanship at McGill, and I was on a sabbatical in Washington, D.C., at the Association of Academic Health Centers, studying health policy uh, when this position became available and from a headhunter very quickly and became very excited at the prospect with with this history that I've just described. And it it didn't take long for either party to decide that this was a match. It seems like such a good fit because you have this intense personal experience with your daughter in medical school. Uh, You also mentioned the Gold Foundation's Honor Society. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So as I mentioned earlier, the, the Golds decided that it would be through ritual that the the notions and tradition of humanist practice uh, should be instilled. And now the white coat ceremonies in almost 100% of the medical schools in North America and 17 foreign countries. And uh, 10 years ago, they invented the Humanism Honor Society to identify exemplars of humanistic practice in the graduating medical school classes in the faculty who taught them and included a variety of other honorific categories and decided that a medical school could apply to become or sponsor a chapter of the Gold Humanism Honor Society. There are now 106 out of the 150-odd medical schools in the United States, and they consist of uh, like-minded physicians who are interested in making sure that the tradition continues, regardless of how sophisticated we become in the technological aspects of medicine. And I understand it's spreading to residency programs as well? Yes, that that's correct. It's been uh, expanded to to residency programs, and we're now in conversations with the organizations that represent the academic components of the other professional members of what will constitute the healthcare team of the 21st century. So as medicine seems to be moving toward 
team care delivery, we want the members of the team to be engaged in the same kind of reflective practices and and humanism. So nurses, nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, emergency medical technicians, medical office staff, on and on, anyone, anyone who comes in contact with the patient at a difficult moment, which is the definition of illness, should be aware of this context even when there's no ancient tradition as there is for physicians. Having experienced families in that great distress and anxiety when someone is ill, it is, it's so obvious that anyone who interacts with the patient has an opportunity to make a positive difference in their lives by acting out that humanism and empathy. You know, Dr. Levin, we've been talking about how the society works, but do you have any stories about when the sort of non-technological interaction with patients became so important to you? I'd like to give two little anecdotes if there's time. The first was my own white coat ceremony. It was unofficial. It was uh, at a time before the Gold Foundation uh, was created. I had matriculated at NYU and uh, before the third year, it was in those days a two-and-two traditional curriculum, we got a Xerox, multiply Xerox, quarter of a page in our mailboxes that was from the uniform office at Bellevue Hospital to come at such-and-such such a time to receive uh, our white coats and, in those days, trousers uh, or skirts. And I showed up at this, this office down an old hallway at Bellevue, the oldest public hospital in the United States, that awful institutional green that's so common in, in the 50s through 70s. And there was a seamstress, a very large, uh, old, older woman. And uh, I walked up to the door and she said, come on in, doc. And I said, I'm, oh, I said, I know who you are. You're Richard Levin. I just, by the time I arrived, and and she said, I think I have your uniform for you. And she gave me a couple of pairs of uh, white. And she said, I'm giving this to you, Doc, because I know that you will do a good job in taking care of your patients, Doc. And that's what I want you to promise me you'll do. And I was so moved by this city employee who probably told the very same thing to every medical student year after year, and yet she did it in such a personal way that impressed me with the importance of that personal mission in, in healthcare. Wow, those were certainly very powerful stories, Dr. Levin, and I can't help but think of similar situations that I and I'm sure many of my classmates have witnessed as we went through the past few years with patients in those very vulnerable times. Do you have any advice for students as they are entering the, the clinical years and experiencing these things for the first time? I guess I would say that developing a combined high-touch and high-tech expression of medical science in your own terms is a goal to be achieved. And equally important is the responsibility to make certain 
that this tradition of humanism in medicine, of compassionate care, of empathy and altruism and service in the context of excellent state-of-the-art care really must be adopted by every single one of us. And with that responsibility must go the activism necessary to change the environment, change the culture, so that even when there are avatars of physician as imagined in, in, in Star Trek of the 23rd century, that link to establishing a relationship which can help at the most difficult moment in a patient's life has to remain. Thank you so much, Dr. Levin. That's incredibly powerful and just just rings true with what so many of us are going through right now, taking care of patients. We'll be, we'll be, of course, giving our listeners much more information on the Gold Foundation and how to get involved. It was, it was a real honor to have you on the program, sir. Well, it was an honor for me uh, to be with you this afternoon, and I just wish you and all of your colleagues in this generation of students the very best of luck in your careers. You're listening to Radio Rounds, and I'm your host, John Corker. That was Dr. Richard Levin, President and CEO of the Arnold P. Gold Foundation for Humanism and Medicine. We hope you'll join us for rounds next week when we speak with Doctors for America Executive Board Member Dr. Chris Lillis. I caught up with Dr. Lillis at the DFA Presidential Inauguration Party in January, and he shared his unique insights on the future of American health care under the Affordable Care Act. In the meantime, remember that you can download podcasts for all past episodes. Just search the iTunes store for Radio Rounds or visit www.radiorounds.org. You can also contact our team via email, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. All of that information at radiorounds.org. Production made possible in part by MedPlus Advantage. Sponsored by the American Medical Association. Providing group disability and life insurance to students and residents through participating educational institutions. Visit us at medplusadvantage.com. Radio Rounds is also proudly partnered with the Student Doctor Network online at studentdoctor.net. Find answers to your questions about medical school or residency programs. Ask questions in our online forums and get answers quickly. It's fast, easy, and available now at studentdoctor.net. Of course, please remember that the views and opinions expressed on Radio Rounds are not representative of the views and opinions of the partners of Radio Rounds or of the Wright State University Boonshoff School of Medicine. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone, and have a great week. For our entire staff here at Radio Rounds, I'm John Corker, and one day, I'll be your doctor.